Hi. Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. We're going for a full Blue Bomber podcast today as we're talking with Mike Miller and Nick Taylor, two of the 2019 Grey Cup champion squad who have been re-signed to come back for 2021. That's all on the podcast. And the Winnipeg Blue Bombers continue to make signings from the Boston Pizza Sports Desk. I can tell you they made three today. Mercy Maston and Nick Taylor, who were added late in the season in 2019 to the club, instrumental in turning around that secondary. And Mike Miller, who is five off the all-time special teams tackle record for his career. And Mike Miller joins us now on the CGOB Sports Show. Mike, congratulations on the new deal. Thank you. I appreciate it. Where are you calling in from tonight? Uh, Riverview, New Brunswick. And how is life in the Maritimes these days? Uh, pretty good. Yeah, I can't complain. I mean, uh, weather's not too, too bad. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's all right. So why did you want to come back for uh, another kick at the can to defend the title? Well, I, you know, it was a good fit for me in Winnipeg. And, I mean, obviously wanted to, you know, get another run at the Cup. How has your life been since you found out there would be no CFL season in 2020? Yeah, no, it was definitely a tough pill to swallow. I mean, obviously there's, you know, with the pandemic stuff, it was just what they decided was, you know, the best move. But, I mean, a whole year away from football has been, you know, one of the longest off seasons ever. And, you know, you just it's uh, made me appreciate, I guess, football more. And, you know, I've realized how much I miss it. What did you do to pass the time and stay afloat? Uh, basically just treated it like an extra long off season. So I've been training, try to stay in shape, and then doing some other, you know, odd jobs for um, some buddies around town, like doing some labor work and stuff, um, just learning some new trades. So for you then, were you able to – is refresh the right word to describe how you feel right now physically? Uh, yeah, I guess I was able, you know, with the actual long off season, I was able to, you know, work on some things – uh, that I wouldn't have the time to work on, I guess, like with you know rehabbing some things and working on some some fine tuning of different things. So, you know, that was definitely beneficial that way. But obviously, wish you know we would have had a uh, 2020 season. How often have you stayed in touch with your teammates? Uh, as much as possible, you know. Um, probably not as frequently as I'd like, but I mean, when we you know we do get a chance to catch up with each other, it's always nice. So for you then. Uh... Physically, you're in New Brunswick where the Maritime Bubble has done a very good job of containing the pandemic. Have you been able to train as you normally would? Are the restrictions such that you're able to do that? Yeah, for the most part, I was able to. Uh, I was very fortunate to you know, find some areas to train. Um, there was a certain time there where I had to actually borrow some weights from my high school and train at my house. Um but yeah, for the most part, I've been pretty fortunate that you know they're, that I've, I've had some facilities that I've been able to get into with uh, you know you know within the restrictions. And what's the situation there right now, COVID-wise? Right now, we're in an orange phase, so basically all that stuff's kind of closed at the moment. Um, yeah, so just kind of doing some homework on some things of that nature. But you're probably used to that at this point as we're into, you know, month, whatever, 10 of the pandemic, you, you know what you need to do now to stay in shape. That's right. I mean, staying moving is the biggest thing and just kind of, kind of maintaining. So, you know, doing, doing something's better than doing nothing. 
What did it mean to you to be named to the CFL All-Decade team as a special teamer? Uh, no, it was, uh, it was quite an, I mean, an accomplishment. And, uh, you know, I was very honored when, you know, when I heard about it. Um, and it's kind of cool that it's, you know, voted by, you know, m- multiple sources. So, you know, fans and everything. So that was kind of cool. From a off-the-field point of view, has it been nice to be able to spend more time with family over the course of the last 10 months than you normally would? Yeah, absolutely. No, it was great. Um, so the first time that we've been, you know, home on the East Coast in the summertime for, you know, for as long as I can remember. Um, so it was kind of nice to be able to, you know, do that with my kids and my wife and it's something we haven't you know really done so like going to the beaches and enjoying lobster feeds and things like that that we've you know kind of missed out on uh during my career but i'm sure you miss winnipeg a little bit too oh i do i mean i really wish we, we had a played ball in 2020 and uh, i know i'm excited to hopefully you know i mean it's looking promising that we'll get it going in 2021 so for you then what has to happen i guess to get ready for you for the 2021 season, assuming it does happen and you're able to come to Winnipeg in a few months, what does the rest of the off season look like for you? Basically just training, getting ready to go, you know, trying to get my, you know, mentally getting back into that aspect of football as well. But, you know, making sure I'm moving and, and, uh, and making sure I'm ready when the time goes, comes to make sure, you know, uh, you know, injury prevention stuff too will be, be important so that I don't miss any time. I don't want to miss any more football. So this, I, I feel like this has given a, a lot of people, especially those that are, no offense, you know, in their thirties. You know, you're closer to the end than the beginning. But <laughs> well, I mean, I guess if you're a special teamer, you can play a little longer. But all yeah. I'm trying to say is, Mike, that you've been given a taste of what life is without football. How did that taste? Uh, it, it, it sucked. <laughs> I mean, I, like it was good, you know, like trying to sit down and like kind of figuring things out being like, if this is it, like, what are you going to do life after football? You know, it gives you a little time to think about that stuff. But I mean, if anything, it just made me appreciate the game more and like realize how fortunate I am to be able to do this and to, for how long as I've been able to do it for. And, uh, you know, to appreciate all the guys that, you know, you play with and, you know, you realize how much you miss your teammates and all that time that, we spend together in the locker room and, you know, after practice. Um, so, you know, you definitely, you miss it you, and you appreciate it more. And now I don't know if I'll ever retire and they'll, they'll just keep showing up and they'll tell me, Hey, Mike, you don't play for us anymore, but we'll see, you know? <laughs> so let's talk before I let you go about uh, some other of your teammates that have been re-signed. Let's uh, on a special teams note, Theodric Hansen yesterday was re-signed that hit in the great cup game on the kick return that he made. Is that one of the biggest hits you've ever seen on a CFL field? Yeah, that was definitely one of the biggest I've seen in such on like a big stage. It was, you know, it was pretty awesome for him to sling a guy into the guy and then somebody tackle too. It was, uh, it was very impressive. And I definitely, definitely glad to have him back. I would say he's definitely, you know, the best global player in the CFL. And uh, it's definitely nice to have him back because uh, yeah, he's definitely an asset for us. Absolutely. And then the other two men signed today, Nick Taylor and Mercy Maston, who were brought in uh, mid to late season in 2019. What kind of impact did they have on turning that defense around heading into the playoffs? Yeah, I know. Both like great, great players. And, you know, they've been around the league, you know, for a few years now, too. So, you know, they, they fit in right away and were able to, I think, to absorb, you know, the playbook and everything and jump in and do everything you know, that they were asked to do, and, uh, you know, definitely great for them to be back in our locker room for sure. 
Well, Mike, I appreciate your time tonight. Congratulations on the new deal, and hopefully we uh, see you in a few months for the 2021 season. Awesome. Thank you. Let's talk to Nick Taylor. Nick, welcome to the show. How are you doing? How's it going? How's it going? Where are you tonight? I'm in Miami. And how's life in Florida? Everything's good down here. Enjoying it. Weather's good. Just, um, you know, living. <laughs> how's the pandemic situation in Florida? Um, it's it's lightening up down here. It's not it's not as bad as California or per se, but um. So for you, you've uh, signed a one-year deal to return to Winnipeg. Why did you want to come back to the Bombers? Um, I just wanted a a chance at repeating the champions, and um, I thought it was a good thing we had going there. Um, Wanted to build on it, want to come back have another full year with the guys, and the opportunity just to repeat. So I I was really waiting for it. So when you joined the team late in the season in 2019, were you expecting that the team would pretty much never lose again? No, no I, did, I didn't expect that. Uh, I knew it was going to be real tough with us, um, those new players getting thrown in there and, and we're trying to figure it out. So I had no idea. When you were brought in, were you told, okay, this is what, we expect out of you or did you not really have a role when you were brought in? Um, they just told me when I came in, they just told me, you no, know, be prepared, be ready. And I literally was on the, on the practice roster the first couple of weeks. And I'm, and I'm thinking like, you know, it's a good thing going right now. The team's playing really well. And then, um, the secondary started having a little, little problems, injuries and giving up yards. And, and the coach came up to me and said, Nick, get ready. You know, I started, I was stringing along some good practices. I was learning the, the, the playbook. That was the hardest part, learning the playbook. Cause I, you know, coming to a new team and they just throwing a whole bunch of signs at you and whatnot. So that was the toughest part. So to get past that part, I was, and then they were like, okay, it's time to play. I was just like, I don't want re- I don't want to relinquish the opportunity. So I was just ready. And you were thrown into the fire, too. Your first game was against the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and obviously not the first time you played in Regina, but to be a part, your first Winnipeg Blue Bomber game is against their blood rival. What was that like? That, it was a, it was an amazing experience because I, um, I think the stadium was around for – the new stadium was a, became came out there last year or what, whatnot, and I was with uh, Edmonton, and I didn't get a chance to play in that game, so – that was my first time actually playing at the stadium, and you know their fans, they they get at it, they they get after you. They're they're almost as good as Winnipeg fans. I you know I know Winnipeg fans they hear that you know with the rivals, but they're a pretty tough crowd. So to be out there and um, getting that experience, and you know it was the first game out there, it was it was quite it was fun for me. I I I, I like the competition. I I I get so happy you know to to just compete all the time. So. And being against one of the top teams and what we were playing for that moment, it was it was a special moment, and we we was able to build on it. We lost that game, but at the end of the day, we got to know you know how they run things, you know, and that we could really play with them. We already knew we could play with them, but we knew we could beat them later on, and we got another chance to crack at them later on, and we were able to do it. Well, defensively, that was a good game for the defense, if I remember correctly. Offensively, it was really rough uh, that October fifth game, and then you got them again in the West Final, and really. Have you been in a game that tense with so much on the line before? Um, 
I have not because per- my one year in Ottawa, we went to the we went to the um, we went to the um, finals. We went to the championship that one year. I didn't play in the playoffs. You know, I was on a forty-six man roster, but I didn't play. So this year, playing in those big games, it was it was it was new. It was something that I ain't been I haven't been a part of while I've been in the CSL. I played in a playoff game in Ottawa the next year, but not as that magnitude. To go with everything on the line to go to the championship, that was a that was a big game, and for us to win, it was amazing. Like, and then to bring the championship to Winnipeg that hadn't had one in twenty one, twenty nine years was another great feat. So this off season, twenty twenty, what was your life like without football? Um, I pretty much still did football. I worked out still. That that's a big part of me. Like, I never want to stop moving. So. I always want to keep myself active. You know, I'm getting a little older, but, I, you know, my body's young. So I still work out. I train. I still go to the football field. Um, now I'm doing things where I'm training other kids and the youth and getting them to play football and just teaching them. So that's been a quite experience of, like, I actually got into the mode where I'm, like, kind of coaching, coaching them. And it makes me think that maybe I should be a coach one day, but not now. I've still got a few years left in me. Well, I asked Mike Miller, your teammate, about this earlier in the show, how a, a year off would give you a taste of what life after your football career is over would be like. He said he wasn't ready yet. He found out pretty quick. He's like, oh, no, I can't do this right now. But for you. Yeah, I'm not I'm not ready for that yet. I, I still yeah. want to play and get down the atmosphere of football for another few, five, six years. But at the same time, you found out, hey, you know what, this coaching thing, I might not, I don't mind. This could be for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I, but I, I – Coaching is pretty tough. You got to be there from 5 a.m. to 11, 12 o'clock at night. You don't get no rest. You barely get to get to the family. So I, I have much respect for them. I don't know if I'll be able to pull that off. Maybe on a lower level, high school or something like that. Yeah, maybe not a CFL coach, but maybe you know locally down there in Florida. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But even professionals, like they're there all day. It's, a, it's constant studying and film and finding out the next opponent and the opponent after that. Yeah, so um, I'll probably be more of a trainer thing and a guide to the kids. I have more fun with that. Yeah, fair enough. What was your reaction when you got your Grey Cup ring in the mail? Uh, I said this is pretty as awesome. Um, it made me think about all the hard work and, and, and dedication that we put in at the end of the year to achieve the goal. Do you have it displayed prominently, or is it in a safe spot? No, it's it's, it's hidden because the last ring I had, I actually put it on one night and I went out. And I thought I lost it, so I said I'll just keep it in a nice place because I lose things pretty, pretty often and quickly. So I, I'm in a nice, safe, secure place right now. And okay, I'll look at it when I when I when I'm ready to look at it or show it off. That's good. Have you stayed in touch with your teammates over the course of the last year or so? Um, we text, and then also on Instagram, there's a few people I I, I really keep in contact with. Or they watch my page and we laugh at each other jokes or whatnot. So we've got uh, five months potentially before the start of what would normally be training camp time in the CFL. Obviously, everything's kind of up in the air with the pandemic and how quickly every you know people get vaccinated and the numbers get pushed down. We have total restrictions right now in Manitoba. Not sure if you're aware, but we're not really allowed to do anything here. What is your, I guess, next five months looking like? Just a lot more training? Yeah, definitely a lot more training. I'm probably going to go on a couple of vacations, actually, um, rest my body because I've been training a lot. So you got to find a balance between training and rest. So I'll probably, um, in the next month or so, 
take my body into a more relaxed state. And then around the end of February, early March, I'll pick it back up and get ready to come up there. Hopefully everything is, you know, intact and we're ready to go because I'm itching. I just need to make another interception somehow, some way, get into that end zone with the fans and um, or hopefully the fans and, um, and celebrate like we used to out there. When was the last time you touched the football? Um, two hours ago. Okay. <laughs> I asked Nick Dembski the same thing yesterday. I can't stay away from it. Well, yeah, Nick Isn't... Dembski said he hasn't caught one in a while, but he has one around his house. He just picks up and holds every once in a while. Is that the same for you? I, I hope Dembski finds his way to start catching some soon because we're going to need him. Absolutely, and they're going to need you too on the back end. Uh, Nick, I appreciate your time tonight. Thanks for uh, coming on with us here. No problem. Always a pleasure. Tune in to the CGOB Sports Show weeknights from 7 to 9 with me, Christian O'Mell, or you can download the podcast on iTunes. It's actually on iTunes now. Wow. If you got an Android, then I think you're out of luck, but Apple products, you're good. So listen to the podcast. Please subscribe. You can rate it. What's the worst that could happen?